bandwidth for changelog is provided by Fastly. Learn more at Fastly.com. You're listening to Spotlight, a show that takes place around big announcements, at conferences, in the hallways, and behind the scenes. It's about getting out and having meaningful conversations with real people in the community. It's Changelog in the Trenches, shining our spotlight. Welcome to our Spotlight series recorded at All Things Open 2016. I'm Adam Stachowiak, Editor-in-Chief of Changelog. In this episode, I talk with Anna Derbakova from IBM after her jam-packed talk on blockchain and Hyperledger about the fundamentals of blockchain, how this technology is revolutionizing finance, banking, IoT, supply chains, manufacturing, and any other application out there that can benefit from a smart contract. We also talked about the Hyperledger project and the exciting opportunities that exist in the future for blockchains. Listen in. So uh, the way we started off, Anna, is, uh, and you're like me, and you got one of those names that somebody probably butchers, right? <laughs> I'm Stakoviak, and you're... Derbakova. Derbakova. Derbakova, okay. yeah. Anna Derbakova. That's All right. right. <laughs> so do me a favor, tell me your name and where you're from. My name is Anna Derbakova, and I live here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And you work at IBM. What, what part of IBM? What, I work what, what in IBM, IBM? Uh, in the cloud group. And okay. specifically, I work in the organization called IBM Blockchain, uh, which is a division of IBM that specifically focuses on uh, blockchain technologies uh, and essentially contributing to the Hyperledger project and um, advancing it. So the Hyperledger project is an open source project under the Linux Foundation. It was formed uh, late December of 2015. Uh, uh, essentially, it's an open source initiative to advance and support blockchain technologies, specializing and focusing on business applications. Uh, a lot of companies that have stepped forward and um, shown support and became partners, uh, like Signature members, um, they're on the website, but it's really big names like DTCC and DAH and Intel. Uh, they're all very interested in business applications of blockchain, such as financial trading or supply chain or any kind of um, um, document tracking that have sensitive information. Um, so it's gained a lot of momentum. You know, they're, they're growing the community now. Um, the technical steering committee is very, um, you know, geared toward growing the community, attracting new members, getting people excited about it. Um, the technical steering committee, I believe, has maybe about 12 members. Um, the chair of the technical steering committee is uh, from IBM. Um, so, and we're, you know, we, we're all excited, super excited to be a part of the project. Uh, so here in Raleigh, we have a really big portion of the development team. So we work on uh, actual code uh, development and contribution to Hyperledger. Also, we have a lot of the test team here. Uh, the vast majority of the development team essentially here. I think we do have um, some people at another site that mostly focus on cryptography and cryptology and they're on another site. But the vast majority of the development is here, you know, we have, um, which is a big pride point for the RTP site, right. I think, at this point. Um, you know, hugely excited, uh, gets, gets, gets a lot of attention on us, which is cool. Um, we have, obviously, a lot of other teams that are very central to this initiative, like the Blockchain Garage or uh, the client engagement teams that are kind of dispersed. Like, we have one in the UK, we have one in Austin, uh, but core development's here. So, and that's in Raleigh. In Raleigh, the okay. RTP, Research Triangle Park. 
Um, so yeah, it's called RTP. It's called RTP Research okay. Triangle Park Campus. Okay. Uh, but a lot of a lot of people say like the RTP. Raleigh, the IBM Raleigh. Because why would you say all those um, words, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. RTP. So okay. you know, uh, gotcha. it's just shorter, easier, and a lot of people you know associate associate with that because they know where it is. Right. Um, yeah. So so that's you know that's what we do uh, here in Raleigh. We 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 write code for Hyperledger. So nice. It's it's cool. Help me demystify for those who are still catching up or don't get it or haven't gotten it yet or haven't looked far enough into it yet to understand what blockchain is or means. Sure. So if you haven't had an opportunity to uh, listen to my talk uh, about blockchain uh, and Hyperledger yesterday, I gave a talk here uh, at All Things Open, uh, and it's received you know tremendous reviews. So if um, I've been asked to post my slides or somehow share my slides because it sounds like they were pretty helpful to people to demystify some of these concepts. So okay. if there's any way to share that, you know, once I upload it, maybe I can you know send you we'll a link. We'll to the show notes. Yeah, for sure. yeah. So maybe you yeah. can announce. Uh, but you know, just to just to explain it, uh, blockchain uh, is the basis of um, it's it's the system that powers Bitcoin. So uh, a lot of people have probably heard of Bitcoin, and that's right. the one assumption I made in my talk that, that that's something people know about. It's the cryptocurrency that's We're really cool widespread. We're cool enough that we actually had a show on Ethereum though too. Oh, awesome. We haven't okay, had a, this a is, Bitcoin this, show. This is but good. Yeah, talked to Gavin Wood. Wow. Uh, from okay. Ethereum. This is, no, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. So if people if people are catching on to Ethereum, this is you know Hyperledger is the next thing they need to learn about. Okay. Uh, but you know, just to summarize blockchain it's uh, it's a distributed uh, ledger uh, so essentially you have a network of computers or devices which all uh, share this record of transactions and essentially it um, when transactions are happening on the network between the different nodes such as you know financial transactions or any kind of asset exchange uh, the nodes first have to agree on some aspect of these transactions in this case you know ordering uh, like what happens uh, first and what happens next so once they come to this uh, process called consensus they they agree to commit those transactions to the ledger and everybody gets a copy the of whole that. distributed so it's it okay. distributed so essentially it's it's uh, it's a record that everybody owns but nobody can really change single-handedly so everybody has to agree to change it okay uh, Makes and, sense. It, and it kind of grows and, and the blocks are cryptographically linked there's a there's a mechanism by which they're um, essentially based on previous blocks so if you modify something in the middle and you try to tamper with it uh, it's very easy to detect uh, that there's that there's some attempt to modify the data that exists uh, and also it's very difficult to, it's practically impossible to do it uh, without uh, significant computational costs uh, so, so like that's supercomputer so, so essentially if you want to tamper with some of the data that was previously stored in the blockchain without being noticed it's going to be pretty hard to do okay. uh, because um, in an easy way to explain the hash um, of the data in a given block uh, is, is, is included as part of the of the next block. So if you modify a part of the block, it changes the hash and it essentially messes up the links of all the subsequent and blocks. And they don't agree. And they don't agree. Okay. Right. So that's in a, in a nutshell what blockchain is. So to you really, explain it so well. So thanks. Well, I appreciate that. And I hopefully it's I mean, I'm getting you it. So okay, good. Well, I'm glad. It's making a glad to hear sure. it. Uh, but yeah, so the point is you, you can change, you know, obviously the data that you store. Like if, you know, if you have an account and you have X dollars in your account doesn't mean you can't, you know, change the value of that X dollars. You certainly can. But the point is, it's it's another transaction that you append. You append it. You don't just like go in there and you modify a record. You don't right. really modify anything. You append a new transaction. That's why okay. typically people refer to it as an append-only ledger. Uh, the transactions append at the end. You know. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so yeah. So it's it's be becoming a really um, hot technology, and you know, the finance um, field, also in um, supply chain, which is an example I discussed yesterday. Because there's so many middlemen 
uh, in transactions and exchanges on right. uh, in a supply chain network. UPS, FedEx. Yeah, so so many. I mean, just I gave the example of supply chain of, of like pork in China, like farm to table. Like how many people change hands between, yeah. uh, you know, between um, actually growing something and actually going through, you know, storage facilities or some kind of processing facilities or you know people who deliver the the goods, right? So where um, where who actually has it? Who tampers with it? You know, what temperature is it under? Where is it stored? So all of these things, um, there's a big question mark, right? So by the time it gets to your table, you don't know who, right. who handled it and how. Uh, so blockchain uh, is one of the solutions um, some of the bigger companies are looking to to implement something that would essentially record every time a transaction takes place, like an exchange of one asset from a per- from one uh, party to another. Right. You would record it as, uh, as an asset uh, transfer, and you would record the specific information that matters, like, you know, temperature or like how it's stored or whatever is specific to the asset you're exchanging, right? Right. And then you can't really tamper with it afterwards. So it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to introduce uh, to cheat, shall we gotcha. say, uh, on the blockchain, right? So essentially, if somebody messes up Very the product. Secure. Yeah, so if somebody messes up your product, you can go and trace where exactly that happened, and then there's no questions. Gotcha. So. What does this technology replace? I, that's what I think of when I think about blockchain. So there's, you know, Obviously, we're evolving in the way we use technology. It's got to be replacing something. What's currently in place now in these areas yeah, so to I mean, do something similar? I think, I think you know, there's there's different ways in which like supply chain, right? right? Is that, there no framework at all? And blockchain um, is the is the new framework that well, will blockchain is kind of a is uh, almost a composition of of some existing technologies, right? So blockchain obviously has like a storage layer, like like a database. You have right. to store your state, right, for your transactions, is, your you asset, that, or whatever. Is the database your choice, or is it chosen uh, it, by... It depends on your implementation. You okay. know, Hyperledger uses a specific type of database, but it's pluggable, and you can use, you know, you can use something else. Um, but, you know, a database essentially stores the data, but it right. stores it in a very unique way, which is how I explain, you know, it stores it with in blocks, but also the hash of the block is stored in the next block. So that's, you know, that's a very different thing from just storing key value stores in the database, right? Right, right, right. So that essentially allows you to store that data in a way that you're explicitly pointing to the previous block. So if any of the previous blocks have been modified, that link in the chain is now broken because you're pointing to a block you know, that hash, whose hash has changed, so it, right. it no longer exists, essentially. Like, just removing a transaction from a block breaks your chain. Um, so that's, you know, that's a cool new idea that essentially came from uh, from the way Bitcoin was implemented, right? Because that's the idea that they right. use. Um, so then uh, other parts of the blockchain also involve, you know, uh, existing technologies like peer-to-peer communication, consensus uh, for the nodes to basically agree how to commit the transactions, uh, which tra- the ordering of the transactions. Uh, so, you know, the, that, that idea of having them work together in this way, that's certainly new, um, you know. And what does it replace? Uh, it depends on the it depends on the um, uh, specific field, right? Like for example, supply chains work today, right? right. If you want to argue, do they are they effective? Well, yeah, right. you get your, the, you get your meat at the store, you know, you get your goods that's on the, the way shelves. With it, though. Uh, but but you don't really know right. how many irrelevant steps are happening, and you know you don't really know how much fat you have in the process, so to speak, right? Like are all those steps Good really necessary? Words. Nice you know. Pun. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like how many how many steps are really necessary in that right. problem? You know, in this, in solving this problem, or um, is it really as effective as we want it to be? You know, the paperwork. It's there's gobs and gobs of paperwork every time you you know ship something or receive right. something or deal with um, you know customs. Like a lot of that is just process, right? So I think blockchain offers you also a way to uh, store your data. You know, automate some of these things uh, and make them more efficient, right? To move the remove the inefficiencies that you don't really need, you know, and also I think it has a lot of applications going forward to integrate with other technologies like IoT, for example, right? That's like a huge use case they're exploring also at IBM uh, is to, let's say for supply chain, to equip your supply chain with like devices. You know, you can have, uh, let's say if you're shipping a container across the Atlantic, you can have temperature sensors in your containers telling you if, uh, you know, the goods are still stored properly or like container locks to tell you if the container has been tampered with, where it is, you know, you put GPS on it or some kind of, you know, delivery timestamps to to show that. Those all write back to the And those essentially communicate to some gateway and, you know, they report and you can use that as part of your, you know, contract on the blockchain to essentially uh, determine if uh, you you know you're being treated fairly by your supplier let's say right and if they're not upholding their end of the deal if let's say the meat's spoiled because the temperature's too high you know you'd know that because it'll be recorded gotcha. so in a way you can you know remove a lot of those um, uh, kind of question marks and you can really record that and be sure that that's what's happening so, so for um I'm sure that a lot of people who listen to this will have heard of Bitcoin before. I, oh, I yeah. know that for sure. Like listeners of the show, hundred uh, percent. Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Pretty popular. They they watch Mr. Robot. They know what Bitcoin is. Uh, they know about E Corp. You know that's the kind oh, yeah. of audience we're, we're talking to here for sure. Um, but for those who may be coming coming to the subject uh, from a different angle, what's the state of blockchain? Is it a spec? Is who owns where it's at, the protocol is it a, is it a protocol? How do we how do we term uh, what it a, is? That's a, that's a really good and question. And does it have versions? Does it version? Is there a version so, one? So a version blockchain two? is if you if you just say what is blockchain, right? Like right. Blockchain is is um, is an architectural concept almost. It's something that you build on top of, right? But there's different types of blockchains. So the blockchain that supports Bitcoin is you know like the first one that was kind of out there, right? But then we got other types of blockchains out there, like the Ethereum blockchain, right? And that's you know huge now. A lot of people are very excited about it. Provides some awesome capabilities to write smart contracts and really complex ones, right? So that's a blockchain too. But they are different blockchains, right? Like a lot of the um, underlying ideas are the same, like how you store your blocks and things like that. But the same transfer of the one record point yeah, to the like next that idea is, is the kind basic of, concept. Is the basic that concept. That's that's still kind of there because okay. in Bitcoin you're exchanging um, essentially value, right? Like we and you would be exchanging value of Bitcoin, but right. you know in Ethereum you could be exchanging you know some kind of uh, coin, but you could also be exchanging an asset because they have the idea of a smart contract, right? So, but but the idea is um, it's it's a different type of blockchain. It's a different implementation, and Hyperledger also is you know slightly different but who owns it that's a good question i mean there's not going to be like one blockchain to rule them all they are going to be different right and i think that's a very good question uh forward-looking question because then people will wonder you know if we have this blockchain here for this group of banks and this you know blockchain here for supply chain if they ever need to interoperate or something as far as transferring records from one to the other what are we going to do right so i think that's a question that's definitely going to need to be explored fairly soon uh if you have two different blockchains with different 
consensus algorithms. How do you deal with that, right? So these questions, I'm not sure if, uh, you know, IBM, for example, is researching anything into that. At least, you know, I'm not directly involved in it. But if it doesn't come up, you know, soon, it will, you know, in the very near future. So, okay. yeah. So uh, at IBM, what role do you play in regards to IBM, is it IBM Blockchain? Is that is that IBM to, Blockchain is the name of our organization. Okay. Um, you know, so it's like that, a department, basically. That's like an yeah, that's like a department in in the cloud organization, gotcha. essentially. Okay. And I'm you know, I'm part of that as a employee at IBM. Uh, but we do contribute to the project. We're officially you know committers on the project. And it's and we, Hyperledger. Hyperledger, Hyperledger, okay. and Hyperledger has a, a couple of projects under it. Um, if you you know go to hyperledger.org and there's a tab at the top called Community and you click on that and you click on projects, you will see that there's a, there's a number. So I see you're clicking. Click on community and projects, not just community. There you go. So click on projects, and you will see there's a handful of projects in there. Uh, one of them you know, being Blockchain Explorer for uh, easier, essentially, navigation of the blockchain to see what the contents of your blocks are. Uh, and then you also have Fabric, uh, which is the main project that IBM is contributing to as far as like the core uh, the core of um, uh, like the networking core and, uh, for, for supporting the fa Fabric uh, blockchain. Uh, Sawtooth Lake is a contribution that was made uh, by Intel, so I honestly don't know a whole lot about that. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to learning more about it, but at this point I can't say much a whole lot about it. Um, but a lot of us contribute to Fabric and also projects that are directly related to Fabric, like um, SDKs, like uh, to, in order to interact with the blockchain from different uh, application level code, like right. uh, Python or Node.js or uh, Java. So actually on the team, I work on the Node.js Node SDK team. So we contribute a lot to the um, Node SDK repository underneath um, Hyperledger, essentially. So, yeah, so we do, you know, people contribute to, um, to different parts of that code, but it's all underneath the same umbrella organization of Hyperledger. So it says here on the homepage, the Hyperledger project is a collaborative effort. So this is Absolutely. not a project, so to speak, like its own code base. It's a project of underlying It's a projects. collection a of, collection yeah, of. It's, it's, okay. uh, it's almost like an... Um, I don't know if it would be wrong to term it an umbrella organization yeah, that, makes th sense. that supports yeah, a number of projects that are all meant to advance blockchain technologies, right. to get people working with them, uh, to get more people involved and grow that community. Uh, but definitely there's more than one project under Hyperledger. Okay. Uh, and obviously, you know, this is a collaborative effort in the sense that there are some industry partners like IBM and Intel heavily involved in it uh, and other companies too. If you just go to the, you know, uh, but one of the, yeah, I think about would have it. It would it would say that like the main one of the main um, funding partners for for Hyperledger, uh, the technical steering committee members who are heavily vested in the direction of this project. Uh, but of course, anybody from the community. Yeah, so you got it. So premier members and any and other members if you scroll down lower. Uh, but essentially, anybody from the community is welcome, right? This is an open source project. Um, I think one of the main efforts right now is to grow that community to have people who are interested to build on Hyperledger to start committing, right? Uh, and it, they don't have to be part of any of these organizations, right? right. They welcome everybody. Uh, and I, and I think part of the part of the problem that um, that's still that's still kind of lingering is the organization is very new, right? Uh, and it, it's really formed, you know, late December of last year. So there's there's still a big bar to entry, right? Like the the concept of the project is very complex. Like the documentation is still a little spotty, you know. So it's still kind of 
in its formation. It, yeah, in its formation, and it's difficult for people to just kind of jump on that bandwagon and start contributing. Uh, and we're, you know, we're trying. Like the documentation has gotten orders of magnitude better and ton, has tons of information. You know, we're on Slack all the time. You know, we're on public Slack channels. Uh, we're, we have a Hyperledger Slack channel. You know, people can ping me. They can ping me anytime. How do they get access um, to that? So, so somewhere on that page, there's a link to uh, to the Slack channel, and it's Hyperledger uh, Slack dot, uh, dot com, I believe. That's uh, And people can just sign up. Uh, and they can join one of the general channels and listen to and essentially read what's going on on the project, or right. they can join a specific channel like um, the Fabric SDK channel, and they can read about what we're doing, you know. Or they can ping one of the members directly if they see them, you know, commenting on their GitHub thread, and they can ask directly their questions. So, you know, I, I talk to people on Slack all the time. So, and it's 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 a very effective way to yes. um, you know to, to to have one of the developers respond to you uh, because you know sometimes issues kind of get open and we do our best to keep track of the issue and sometimes it kind of falls through the cracks. But people do speak up on the Fabric uh, SDK Node channel. I mean, we, we get questions all day long, and I okay. mean, and one of us typically answers. If it's not me, it'll be uh, somebody else from my team, you know. And people do chime in, and, and uh, people come back and say, hey, you know, this really helped. You know, thanks a lot, and we try to update the docs and kind of incorporate the feedback we receive so definitely you know if people have questions we encourage it you know so what is the what is the future like for blockchain you mentioned financial systems you mentioned internet of things i'm looking here also it's manufacturing technology supply chains we talked about that what uh, as a technology it's one thing but what's the next step for people to adopt you said that docs are you know generally the project is still in motion, still in formation. Oh, yeah. It's definitely but still, it's still, you know, gaining momentum, and I think more and more people are getting interested, uh, and not just people in the community, right? Uh, we're talking big companies like Walmart, who right. came to IBM to partner together to build a supply chain solution, right? So a lot of big, uh, big companies are interested, uh, and some of them have already come forward, right? So as far as, you know, being open source, I think it'll continue to grow and evolve. Um, you know, it's very public right now on the Hyperledger um, wiki pages and forums that they're moving toward moving toward a new architecture right now, which will be early next year. Uh, so there's been there's been a lot of changes, you know. Uh, and I think people are you know hoping to use it more. They want to get their hands on it, and they are looking for some specific features to be added, uh, more stability. So I think you know the the adoption is increasing. You know I think. Um, people are very curious about it in general, you right. know, whether they're individual contributors out in the community or companies, right? They want to check out what's going on and where it's going. Um, as far as, you know, being applicable to all areas of, um, of life, shall we say, I think um, people will start to kind of compartmentalize and realize what they can use blockchain for and what maybe right. they don't really need it for. So I think people are still in that exploration phase. You know, companies hear the word blockchain and they're overhyped about it. You know, right. so I think it's it's going to take a little bit of time for people to kind of learn what blockchain really is and what it isn't and what they need it for and what they don't need it for. So I think that's that's still kind of a learning curve for a lot of people. Um, but once you know, once people get to that point, and it, I think uh, IBM has already some solutions out there for people to use, right? If people yeah. want to go play around, building business solutions around uh, that, offering services. They can go on Bluemix. We already have like a you know Bluemix tile. They can deploy a simple network and play around with it and start wow. building against it. So they have a cloud offering. Just recently, so um, Bluemix.com, a Bluemix.net, uh, okay. and they can um, essentially create an account. It's very easy. Go to the catalog, search for block. 
blockchain and it'll explain to you what kind of network you're deploying. You can, you know, do some sample um, click-click sort of thing and deploy some things to the network and learn about it. Um, and then you can actually use that network you've deployed to, you know, write your write an app against it, you know. Uh, so the latest thing that came out was actually just, you know, a couple weeks ago and I presented presented that at the at the conference Inter yesterday yeah okay um there's now a set of uh, docker images which is available out on uh, docker hub uh for the network peers um, um for hyperledger so essentially people can go and download the docker images and sp spin them up on their on your machine locally uh, and essentially you can create a network and you can develop against that and that's the demo i showed it's you and know, where's that at? where are these docker images on docker they're hub? on docker hub and i actually wrote a tutorial is there to like a getting get started anywhere yep. that okay, yeah i wrote it about. i can I can right. I can point it to you. It's uh, uh, bitly.com/hyperledger-basics. People can go there, and it's 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 it is in my personal repo because I published it. Uh, but essentially, there's links from my GitHub page to the Docker.io official okay. page and other official documentation Great. for Hyperledger, and people can start there, or they can just certainly go to the docs for Hyperledger and get started there. But uh, there's a lot of docs, you know. Get ready. So <laughs> might be a tiny bit overwhelming, but people you know just need to have a little bit of if they have some background in blockchain great but if they don't they just need to you know just be a little patient there's there's a lot of information and okay. it's a very complex subject um, so and we're trying to make the docs better and slimmer and more applicable so you know just bear with us uh, we don't want to scare people away by uh, the overwhelming amount of docs but right. we also don't want to turn them away by the scarcity of the docs you know so we're still kind of walking that fine line um, yeah, but okay. certainly check it out. And we'll I'm definitely link to that, that getting started because I mean I know for me I'm still catching up. Yeah, e yeah. Even though we did the mm -hmm. Ethereum show, I was still playing left field. You know, my uh, co-host Jared was definitely driving that show a lot more, <laughs> and uh, and I'm still trying to catch up. That's why I asked the question. Can you help me demystify? Because it's it's the question I want to know, not just for the listeners as well. Um, let's talk about your talk real quick then. So sure. The you gave this talk yesterday. What was some of the core takeaways you were hoping this community or the community listening to this show took away from your talk? What about blockchain matters to you? What What do people need to know? Yeah, from talk? so I think the, the the biggest assumption I made going in is I said I will not assume that people know a whole lot about blockchain. I will assume the only thing I decided to assume is that they have heard of Bitcoin. That was my only assumption, uh, and wise I think choice. and I think I made a very wise choice because I received overwhelmingly positive feedback for my talk uh, and how helpful it was in understanding blockchain. So I essentially started with uh, with Bitcoin. Said, "Hey, here's Bitcoin. You've all heard about it. Uh, you know, it's built on blockchain. So let's dissect that." So I told people about the importance of uh, how blockchain stores its data in terms of uh, hashing its data to produce a fingerprint, a particular block, how blocks are linked together. Uh, so I went through all of that and talked a little bit about the importance of consensus on the network and what it's for. Uh, so I think the introduction to, to blockchain in my talk was, was solid uh, and people very much appreciated that. Um, then I talked about Hyperledger and that it's a collaborative effort under the Linux Foundation and how people can get involved, get on the, get on Hyperledger.org, uh, check out the docs, you know, get on Slack and learn about right. it. So I tried to kind of put a plug in for Hyperledger um, and talk about differences of Hyperledger with, uh, let's say, Ethereum or Bitcoin, uh, just to kind of summarize and give people an idea of whether Hyperledger or Fa Hyperledger Fabric specifically is what we're working on. It's right for them, right? right. It may be, but 
but may, maybe they don't need what Hyperledger provides, and that's okay, right? It just depends on what you're looking for in your uh, for your application. So, you know, I'm obviously not advocating that Hyperledger fabric is right for everyone, right? It just depends on what you're building. Uh, and then I showed how to write, uh, you know, a simple app uh, on um, on um, Hyperledger Fabric, and I pointed people to my tutorial if they want to go and get started and where to download the Docker uh, images to their machine and how to do that and how to write a simple app. So that was uh, the synopsis of my talk. And uh, you know, people have asked if I uh, maybe can post some slides. I'll try to figure out how to do that. I'm not sure if the conference has. This is the any. first time for slides. Um, huh. Is the first time you're sharing slides? Um, so I think there must be some official uh, place on the on the conference site to share them. I'm I'm not aware. So M I'll, maybe there so is. So I'll ask. Uh, okay. But you know, otherwise, you know, I have a link to the tutorial. Uh, I'll tweet that out, and gotcha. people can you know try the tutorial. Uh, like I said, bitly.com/hyperledger-basics. Basics. So gotcha. people can go and just check it out. And we'll if put that have, in the show notes for sure. Yeah, and if they if they have problems, you know, we'll uh, I'll try to walk them through. Um, yeah, so you know we're we're very open to people joining, and we're trying to be like a welcoming community. And like I said, we're on Slack all the time. People are welcome to ask questions, and a lot of people okay. do take advantage of that opportunity, which is cool. So let's talk about languages because sure. I, I I went ahead and navigated to Fabric on GitHub. Uh, clicked on the, the little tab here that yeah. shows the languages. It shows that Go is 83% of this. So what is the language that writes most of, at least what you're working on? it? I know you mentioned Node earlier, mm -hmm. uh, the, mm -hmm. the Node SDK. Mm -hmm. Help us understand, you know, what block, at least what um, sure. IBM blockchain is doing, what languages they're primarily writing these things in. Yeah, so the Fabric, uh, Hyperledger Fabric project, which is uh, the core of uh, this permission blockchain that, that IBM is providing, uh, is uh, essentially mostly composed of Go, as you noticed. Go is a big part of the core, uh, of the core implementation, the networking, the consensus, all of that is in Go. Uh, it does have, obviously, some other bits and pieces in there. Um, some cucumber for tests. Uh, so Python, Java. That's right. So as you can see, there's uh, Python, Java, and there's Node.js, but we're pulling Node.js out now into a separate repo. So essentially how it started is uh, the decision was to move away from like a REST interface on the peer nodes to uh, a model of having SDK packages for different languages to communicate to the network, right? So we've pulled out the, all the, the portion that was doing Node.js, uh, basically, or TypeScript at that point. Gotcha. And it was pulled off just recently, I think less than a week ago, into its own repo, uh, which should also now be visible on uh, GitHub. It should be Fabric SDK Node, and that's the repo that my team contributes to. Uh, it might. Yep, that's the one. So this so, is the one you can't buy on. Uh, so that, so that's the one in. Um, that's the one for Node.js. So then there's obviously now a Java repo, and that's mostly in Java, and that's for the Java SDK to communicate to the Fabric. Then there's a Python one they're working on. Uh, so those are obviously in the specific languages, um, and I don't know a whole lot again about Sawtooth Lake, so I can't really say what um, what their repository is composed of. But okay. yeah, mostly Go uh, inside the Fabric core, and then specific languages per for the SDKs. Very cool. Is there anything else for this audience that's listening to this that you might want to share that I've left out that I haven't asked you? Um, well, I think you know. I think we captured everything. You know, um, like I said, I think if people, if you're interested in this, please you know go check out hyperledger.org. And if you have any questions, uh, I really encourage you to join the Slack channel. Uh, if you just need any help, you know, if somebody needs any help and they can't figure out where like the docs are or 
you know, what to clone or how to become a contributor. Com. Yeah, just just get on Slack, you know, and if uh, there's there should be docs that tell you how to do that, but we, we understand that right. they may still be difficult to navigate. Just get on Slack and, you know, ask us one of us. I mean, we camp out on Slack every, all, all day long. You know, if some, we, Even on the weekends? It might not be an immediate response, but you're going to get it that day, I promise. Okay. So somebody's going to come and help you. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Anna. Thanks yeah, for sharing the story. I appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me. Uh, great hearing about blockchain. I think you've definitely schooled me in terms of where it's going and what it's doing, and I'm awesome. excited. Great. Thank you, Anna. Happy to talk. Thank you. Thanks again to Todd Lewis and all our friends at All Things Open. It was a blast being there. So glad to be at such a great conference. We'll be there again next year, so look out for us in 2017 at All Things Open. If you've never been, head to allthingsopen.org, buy a ticket, and we'll see you soon.